1-800-BETS-OFF. The next to last game of the regular season for the 23rd ranked Iowa State women tonight. They visit Kansas. The Cyclones host Texas Tech on Saturday. Cubs outfielder Seiya Suzuki is pulled out of the World Baseball Classic due to an oblique strain, which could cause him to miss opening day. Former Georgia star Jalen Carter will be arrested for his alleged involvement in a fatal car crash involving a teammate. Carter's projected as a top pick in the NFL draft. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Five minutes afternoon, we take you until one. Murph and Andy coming up at that time. The drive with Heather and Sean uh, from three until six. Were you a Ramones fan? No. no never was into this. No. A little harder. That's what you're looking yeah, for. You know, actually, uh, you know what I was, uh, I hate to say it. I know I hate to say it. It's true. I was into disco. What? You know, <laughs> no, no, not not into it. So, so let me kind of explain, right? Okay, I, I was not expecting that. No, here's the thing. So, I, I could dance. Oh, really? Yep. And and so I was pretty popular throughout the night. Uh huh. I got you. And then the lights would go on, and the, the, my my dance partner would see my buddy over here, and off they'd go. <laughs> but you. Yeah, you could move it on the dance floor. I could. Floor. Yeah. yeah, I could. Um, it was a long time ago. Probably lost a few steps, <laughs> but uh, I had a blast. Wow, Ken Miller, a dancer and a disco fan. I those are yeah. new new ones for yeah. me Casey today. and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Into that you and stuff. Jimmy B maybe uh, bumped hips on the dance floor time or two. Could have, yeah. could have without knowing. Yeah, yeah. could have. Anyways, let's get to John Bowen Camp. You can save me, John. How are you? I'm doing good, and, and I, you were mentioning Casey and the Sunshine Band. How do you forget the Bay City Rollers? You can't. You can't. You What's the S A T U R D A Y night? Right there, you. That's go. That's right. Exactly. So, <laughs> hey, let's let's. I want I want to talk baseball with you because I know everything's okay. going to be fine. I, I get that. Um, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. It, it seems like maybe there might be changing of the guard in the West, but we'll save it for a minute. Let's go to. No. Let's start with. <laughs> let's start with last night at, at Assembly Hall. Um, I mean, John, Trent and I, Trent was looking for an alternate spread. Oh, yeah. He was willing to lay 20. He thought Indiana was just going to pound the crap out of him after what we saw on Saturday. 99.8% chance of losing that basketball game the way it was, and they found a way to not only win but to cover. Um, and the, it's, it's, so they go to Assembly Hall, tough place to play, team that just beat Purdue again, thinking this isn't going to go well. John, couldn't have been any more wrong. What a, a best performance of the year for the Hawkeyes, John? I think so. I mean, I, I mean, just it was, it was complete. I mean, it wasn't – I mean, Indiana had a couple little runs here and there. Yep. But from start to finish, that was a road beating – I mean, there's no, there's yeah. another way to describe it, but we are on the radio. <laughs> right. Um, but um, it, it was a road win, a big road win over a nationally ranked team that just beat one of the best teams in the country on their home court a few days before. Um, I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're from, from beginning to end, that was just a complete and utter beatdown. And uh, that, they played last night like a team that really was mad. And, I and, and I mean, you, we can all speculate on – 
you know, what happened the last time they played Indiana and the stuff that was said after the game. But that was there was a point being made last night, yeah. I think. And I and, and you could see that in the way they played. And I mean they were they were really not they went out there and just really took that game by the throat and just and just and just kept going. You know, we know Fran McCaffrey always has his players back. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what venue, from referees to media, all the way through, Fran is always going to defend his guys and then talk well about his guys every single time. Maybe the players had a little bit of coaches yeah, back last that. night. That's after, a good point, Trent. After what happened with Michigan State, all the pomp and circumstance with the stare down, what happened the first time these yep. teams played, Woodson and Fran, certainly mm-hmm. not friends, and Woodson said as much that they're not going to have lunch together there. wonder if that was the players maybe just a little bit say, hey, let's get this one for Coach. Looked like with Sanford, maybe. I, yeah. Yeah. And and I think that and I think you're right. And I mean I mean and and you said that about Peyton Sanford. I mean you know there's been times this year where, where Peyton Sanford has really struggled shooting the ball, but Fran McCaffrey has has always defended him. Said look he's you know he's a better shooter when he's showing. That was I think like you said that was kind of a payback last yeah. night. Say okay you got my back I've got yours. And you know, like I said, they were mad last. You could just tell they were mad. they wanted to prove something last night. And I mean, they they you could just tell that's what it is. But you're right. I mean, Fran always defends defends his players, and always you know he is he is their coach, and he you know and he will always you know he will never throw anybody under the bus. He will never do any of that stuff. And you're right. I think last night was you know Fran's taking some national heat, you know, and yeah. that sort of thing. Let's 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 win this one for him. And you could just tell last night that they they really were playing for something. There was a lot more last night than just. And once it got rolling, it just it wasn't going to be stopped. No, it was great to see the smiles on their face. And you're you're around Peyton Sanford uh, at uh, interviews, etc. I saw a different side of him last night. It was really good to see. Maybe saw it. You know, going back to the Michigan State game when he was asked after the game when he thought the shot was good, well, when they missed the free throw at the other end of the floor, uh, he yep. knew that that ball was going to drop. But but last night, the smile on his face, the uh, uh, the the blah, the charge rather that he made the demonstrative call with the hand behind his mm-hmm. head, the the kiss to the student section. I hadn't seen that side of him. Have you guys seen that side of Peyton Sanford before? You know, not on the court. I mean, I mean, he he can be really funny. He's got a really really good wit, you know. And I mean, he's a good quote. He will. He's honest about things. And I mean, he doesn't. He's not programmed. You know, he he will say what he thinks. And um, he's and I think you saw that last night. I mean, I, if there was anybody that really was 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 fired up last night, it was him. And um, that's good to see. I mean, that that's a kid that you can see kind of getting out of his shell more and more, you know, as we've gotten to know him. And I think he, he's really having a lot of fun right now, and he was making a lot of shots last night. I mean, he, he was big from three last night, and, and he can be that way. And it started at the end of the, of the Michigan State game, and it really continued. So, yeah, I mean, he's, 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 he really, I think, you're just kind of seeing that breakout of him more and more as this season has gone on, and then you could see it last night. Another guy that's easy to root for, Tony Perkins, an Indiana mm-hmm. kid, wanted to play for the Hoosiers, offer never came his way. Well, nobody at the power level <laughs> offered Tony Perkins outside of the Iowa Hawkeyes. He didn't play well. In fact, he was on the bench for long stretches that come back against the Hoosiers the first time this year, but he's bounced back after a rough stretch in the middle. Oh, I, we know he's banged up, and I've heard you know, Tom Caker has mentioned to us before, you know, he comes in after the game or you know, with the availability that he guys, he's limping around out there. 
Do we know what that injury is? He sat out the game against Nebraska, Omaha, what that injury is and just how debilitating at times it can be because when he's going, he is so important to this team. I want to say it's a quad, and I okay. think it's just been uh, something. That, and usually, and usually, those kind of things really don't go away during a season. You know, you're always going to have some issues with with that. But I mean, he okay. A he's he's a really good basketball player, and he is playing well. B he likes to play against the Indiana schools, whether it's at Purdue, whether it's at home. You know, he likes to play against because I mean, there's something for him to prove. Because like you said, neither one of them were interested in him, and he is really one of the best guards in the league. Just the, when, when he gets going, he's, he's good offensively, and he is very good defensively, and I think that gets overlooked sometimes. Goes and gets rebounds, does a lot of things. He's just so good from, from, from beginning to end. And, you know, you can see when he's going, when you get that combination of him and Chris Murray going, yep. this is a really tough team to defend. You know, it, This is a really tough team to beat. It really is. Um was that Chris Murray's best game last night? He's had some big ones. I mean, the first game against Indiana was good too, yeah. was it not? I believe I believe that was the one. Uh, but that it was just a complete performance by seemingly everybody. But Chris was a big part of it. Yeah, and I mean he's he's had some. You know, I mean he's struggled a little bit here and there. Uh-huh. It's funny. I mean, he didn't play well the other day on Saturday against against Michigan State, and then you look at the box score and he's right. got really good numbers. Yeah. And and so last night he backed up those numbers with just really strong plays, really aggressive, and you know they figured out early how to get to the basket, and I mean that Indiana defense just had no answer Not for it. them. And so I, I mean I do think last night I it was probably it wasn't his best, but I I mean I would say it was it was the best, but it was one of the best. I mean I think he just played very well last night and and with a lot of confidence, and that's the thing. He gets going early, gets some confidence. He's, again, another player that's really tough to defend. Now, they were up 20 at the time, but it was still 10 minutes left when a Gundelay came out there and gave him a couple of minutes. Is is that something you'll think we'll see in spurts two minutes in the first half, even something like that, just trying to give any kind of break you can for Brach, is that, Or is that just more circumstantial, up by 20? Hey, let's see what the big guy can do. Hmm. I think it, I think it was a little bit of both, but I mean you're going to need some of these guys, and you saw this last year in the Big Ten tournament. Absolutely, when you know when when that when you know in, in the fourth game in four days it was Johnny Hole Bench, as I called it. <laughs> yeah. um, you know they were using everybody that day, and so I mean I do think you're going to see that more and more. That if you need two minutes out of Riley Mulvey, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know if you need more than more than four or five minutes out of out of Josh Dixon, he's playing well. You're going to do it, Desante Bowen, same way. Josh Goodley, same way. You're going to need these guys, and I, and I think he's last night. There was a lot of that saying, "Look, okay, we're going to put you in these situations because we need to know if we can count on you next week, week after that, that sort of thing." And so, I mean, I thought he didn't hurt him, you know. And I mean, that's if you can get two or three minutes out of anybody and they don't hurt you. That's two or three minutes less that's taken a toll on somebody else. And, and that two or three minutes that they were in the game for at the, at the very end, Indiana was not giving up. No. I mean, they were no. down 24-whatever uh, at the time, and they're right in whoever had uh, what Hawk had the ball. They're right in their shorts. They were guarding them. It was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, look at the scoreboard. Look at the time. You know, back off. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, and so it was a good, it was a good test. It was a good, good opportunity for them. Yeah. Because, like I said, you're going to need these guys here yeah. in the next couple of weeks. You know, you may need them at some point when when you, there isn't any other answer, and so they're going to have to respond. 
Double by now in front of them with the win against Nebraska. There are six things that all have to happen with the win for them in order not to get there. It's going to happen with the win. But this Nebraska team, yeah, they let it get away against Michigan State after having a big lead last night, but this is not Nebraska that we saw, well, even back when they beat Iowa way back in the beginning of the Big Ten play. Your thoughts on the Huskers here, and I've already heard from plenty of Hawkeye fans, memories of the football team all on the line against Nebraska. Uh, Some nervousness in Hawkeye fandom because of that. Well, I mean, there always is that nervousness because whenever there has been a situation over the years when they've had a chance in in late season games to do something, something hasn't happened. And so I, I think that's probably where the nervousness comes from. I, I do think this is a really good, I, I, I think this is a Nebraska team that's playing a lot better than what they were when Iowa played them back in January when, when Iowa was struggling and wasn't making shots and they were still trying to kind of get their footing back after those little you know, issues there in December. I, I mean, I, I think Iowa knows what they have to do on Sunday. I think the Hawkeyes know what they have to do on Sunday. And I, I think this is a team, I mean, it's going to be a sellout crowd, um, senior day. You know, could be the last home game for for some guys that, that mm-hmm. you know, in Chris Murray's case. I think they're going to be ready for it. Do I think it's going to be a difficult game? Yeah. But I think I don't think it's going to be one where they're going to go in and lay an egg. Like sometimes right. it's happened in whatever sport when there's been a big game. So I, I think they're going to go in and play well. I think last night was just a real confidence booster for them. And I love the fact that Sunday night, boys, the Big Ten actually has two night games as, mm. as the curtain comes down uh, on the regular season. So let me ask both of you this. We haven't talked about this, John, so I'm, get, I'm catching Trent for the first time as well. There's starting to be some Fran McCaffrey-Notre Dame chatter. Mm-hmm. I first heard it, of all places, Sipple, on his radio show. They put up a two-minute vignette of their show. They spent the entire two minutes about the buzz that they're hearing on Fran McCaffrey and Notre Dame. Any, I'll, I'll ask you first, TC, and then, John, before I get to you with the buzz over in the eastern part of the state, what are you hearing, Trent? Well, it would make a whole lot of sense. I, I think you could see that. Patrick, if he wants to play another season of basketball, the anxiety, just maybe a fresh start somewhere else, that would make sense. Obviously, mm-hmm. Connor's moving on and going to start his coaching career. The history there with both him and his wife, yes, obviously. Where they met, he was yeah. an assistant coach there. I, I think there's a lot of things to check off and a real possibility that it makes sense on the surface. You know, Notre Dame, though, one caveat you have to put in there, they have never been known as somewhere that will spend for the basketball program. Certainly football, but they don't spend for basketball. Something just to keep in the back of your mind. But would it shock me? Absolutely not. What about you, John? You hearing any buzz over there? You know, I, I mean, when I think when, when all this stuff started happening here, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I think, you know, everybody, you know, brought it up and that sort of thing. And, and I'm like, Trent. If it happens, would it surprise me? No, I mean he's he's been there now. I mean, what what is that? Thirteen years. Um, that's a long time for a coach to be in a place anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if it's a situation where he just wants to go back to where he's been before, and, and you know, again, like you were talking about the history and all that, and go back and try you know try something new, yeah. You know, now the the big thing is, you know, what's Notre Dame going to do? I mean, is Notre Dame going to keep an open mind? Do they want to get this thing done as quickly as possible? Do they have, you know, who knows what goes on? You know, sometimes behind the scenes. But I, again, I, do I think it's going to happen? I don't. You know, I don't know. But but and would it? And if it does happen, would it surprise me? Well, it would make sense, you know, in some ways. But I just, like I said, I just haven't heard anything. You know, it, the, the the fire hasn't been hot and from what mm. I've been hearing, so who knows, you know. How old is he, um, 60? But, yeah, 63. 63? 
Yeah, and I mean, you know, and I mean, so I don't know. You know, I mean, it, I think it just depends on what he wants to do. I know he really likes this recruiting class he brought in. You know, I, I mean, they were he went and headed to them the other day after that after that win at, at, at you know over Michigan State. Um, I don't, you know, like I said, it, it it some things make sense and some don't. You know, and like I said, if he would go, it would be okay. It makes sense. There's a connection there and all that, but. You know, I, I haven't heard anything. I, the, the fire hasn't been quite as hot as I think maybe some people have brought up before. So, uh, Louder in Carver Hawkeye, Saturday at the end or Sunday <laughs> at the end? You were there for both of them. Which was louder? Um, Sunday, just because everybody stayed. Uh, um, of course, I mean, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people right. left on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. But no, Sunday was, Sunday was, I mean, that whole weekend was just, I just, I mean, I, you can't script it any better than that, I don't think. Real quick, John, uh, Padres, sure. have they supplanted the Dodgers in the West? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still it's still Mookie Betts. It's still Freddie Freeman. And, I, I mean, the Padres have a little bit of arrogance about them right now. But, again, it's I trust the talent. And I don't, you know, so I, I'm not worried. You know, it's, they, they, can, they can talk all they want. We got to play the games now. I think it's going to be a hell of a race. I really do between these two. Uh, and I think it's over in mid-September. Do you really do? Okay. And yes, I did. So a wild card for the Padres. As long as they get in, my ticket would still be alive at that point. Anyway. Okay. All right. So, John, thank you for doing this. You going to St. Louis, or you go? What are you doing this weekend? No, I, I'm. A, I've got the Iowa game on Sunday, and then if Western Illinois gets to the semifinals of the Summit League, I'm going to go up there on Monday to Sioux Falls. So good stuff, John Bowen. And Ken. then Big Ten tournament next week. So. Well, I mean, we might impose on you at that time. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. All righty. Thanks. Yep. Have a good one. Yep, you're the same. John Bowencamp. Uh, IowaCollegeHoops.com, Associated Press, Hawkeye Nation, where you could read the John Bowencamp. We'll hear from Cappy next. He's in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. Uh, Cappy joins us. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Miller and Condon. Trent played the day still to come. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. Avenue in Urbandale. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circus Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call one. Heart Radio app now. We don't want to make this too complex. Hit us in the contacts. Let's set up a contract. We want you at Sonorama. We make all the signs. You just make the commas. Stress-free life out in the Bahamas. If you need a life without any drama, it's just Sonorama. 30 years experience and we ain't gonna drip back. Building up a brand and we always keep it intact. Sonorama of Urbandale. 10301 Dennis at Columbia. Welcome back, Miller and Con to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors our weekly conversation with David Kaplan. He's leaving Indianapolis, headed back to Chicago. Still burping St. Elmo, I'm assuming. It's so good. <laughs> Cappy Trent Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I saw the pictures. I'm jealous. Uh, how was the meal? It, the meal was re freaking 
ridiculous. Oh, that shrimp cocktail. Again, if you don't like wasabi or Ugh. horseradish, then it's not for you because it'll blow your head off. <laughs> I love that stuff. So it was phenomenal. The restaurant was packed. Did you reach into your wallet or just wait for somebody else to? I paid for the entire you did. meal, but I'm, but I'm turning. There was <laughs> six of us at the table. Yeah. Me, Jonathan Hood, my radio partner, Shane Norling, our executive producer, Adam Hogue, and Mark Carmen from CHGO, and Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback. Nice. Big name. Good so, stuff. Well, Cap, a lot don't of... don't gr- think I'm not turning that bill in. No, you phone. should. You absolutely should. A lot of ground to cover with you. I do want to start, though, away from what you saw, what you spent the last couple of days doing in Indianapolis. I think, Patrick Kane, you know more. You're in, the, you're in Chicago. As influential an athlete on his particular or her particular sport uh, as Chicago was seen. They've had some great players, obviously. Jordan at the top of the list. Uh, I'd hate to try and uh, do a Mount Rushmore. We'll save it for the summer when there's nothing to talk about. But Patrick Kane, his position should not be overlooked in what he meant to that franchise as he moves on to New York. Yeah, I was texting with him today. We've developed a really good relationship. We have the same birthday. And so nice. we every year I get a text from him or he gets it from me. Happy birthday. And I'm saddened that he's no longer going to be here. Uh, he has matured. He's grown up before our eyes. You know, if you look back, Michael Jordan, Jonathan Caves, Patrick Kane. Who else is responsible for the type of hardware that we have in Chicago in my lifetime? Mm-hmm. There are not too many. The Cubs won one. The White Sox won one. The Bears have won one. Yep. So I, I can't think of anybody else other than those three gentlemen responsible for bringing multiple championships here the best hockey player in the history of our city, and probably the best American-born hockey player in the history of the sport. I, at this time, I totally agree. I think Austin Matthews will. People are sick of me saying it, but he's so good. But Patrick Kane right now does have that distinction. I agree with you. All right, let's get into football. Okay. You done with your hot over am. there, Mr. Canada? Yep, yep, All right, yep. let's get into it. And let's uh, go to Cap Open-Ended. What would you learn in Indianapolis about the Bears as they hold the number one pick? Uh, we had 30 minutes with Ryan Poles this morning. He's a really, really outgoing, affable guy. Like, I liked Ryan Pace. I had a good working relationship with him. He's a good dude to sit and talk to. He just is wildly uncomfortable with a microphone in front of him. Hmm. He just is. And Ryan Poles was awesome. I mean, awesome. He is open and honest and he gives you a, a thoughtful answer to a you know a deep question and I truly believe he's gonna trade that pick. I do. I think prior to the news that came out about Jalen yeah. Carter today, that was the guy he really, really liked because mm-hmm. he fits what they do defensively and that's the guy Matt Eberflus has uh, targeted for that three technique role. So I don't know what what he's going to do, but I do think he's going to trade the pick. 
I think, Cap, that there's a couple of trades in their future. I do. And I know you've said that you think it'll be closer to the actual draft day. If there are two, I could see a team wanting to get it done and get it out of the way and get that one pick so they know that they're going to have their guy. I could see a couple of trades for the Bears, Cap. I don't think they want to fall out of the top ten unless they get an offer that they just absolutely can't refuse. Could there be two trades in the first round for the Bears and the likelihood that happens? I think there certainly could be. Now, you know, we were talking with Courtney Cronin from ESPN this morning, and she thinks like I am. What if D'Amico Ryan's the new boss in Houston? What if he and Nick Casario, the GM, decide we're not going to get fleeced by the Bears and give them, you know, a future first or the 12th pick, which they also own? Mm-hmm. What if he says we're not going to do that? So we're going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo, and we're going to draft Will Anderson at number two or something along those lines that's a stunner, and they don't pay the price to go get the top quarterback. So there's a lot of things that can happen. Are the Colts going to call up and say, hey, got to have you. I need that number one pick. So here's number four. Here's a second first-round pick. Here's a pick in 2024. Like, I think that's what Ryan really wants. He wants to have multiple number one picks next season. I don't, from talking with him today, and he didn't say this, just reading him, he's not going to spend all the available cap space. Mm. He is not going to move heaven and earth to go, I got a 32-year-old receiver that's got a little juice left. I don't think he is. I think he is going to build this thing with young, athletic guys would he like to be better next year? Uh, of course, certainly. But I think he's looking at the 2024 season. We're going to take a step, and we're going to have multiple first-round picks, and we're going to drop more talent on the roster. Justin Fields, the potential for a trade. Is this smokescreen? Is this trying to drive up the price? What are, you, what are you hearing on that front? It's a possibility. How slight of a possibility that Fields is traded? Uh, I don't think he's getting traded. I don't. You know, we've heard rumors that maybe the Chiefs had a lower grade on Justin when Ryan was working in that front office. We've also heard that he's in love with Justin. So I don't see a scenario. If you told me Trevor Lawrence was in this draft, Peyton Manning was in this draft, Mm -hmm. Andrew Luck was in this draft, where it was clear-cut, number one, big-time guy. If you told me that that was the case, or that Bryce Young was 6'3", six, six, yeah. 34, <laughs> yeah. and had the same skill set, then you have a discussion. Yeah. You're going to give up a 6'3", 232-pound guy who runs like the wind mm. and is beloved in the building and has a great work ethic from a great football school and tested well with his uh, mental aptitude for the game. I'm going to give you that and get a 5'10", 185-pound guy? No shot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either, Cap. Uh, I, I'm with you. Trent, you done on football? Uh, so, Cap, what uh, from the baseball people you've spoken with, whether it be White Sox people or Cubs people, the spring training is now underway, obviously, and they're playing games. What kind of blowback are you hearing from a negative perspective as far as rule changes, if any? What don't they like? What are they having troubles with so far, Cap? Just the adjustment period. I talked to someone from the Cubs yesterday, and they said, yeah, it's going to take a little time to adjust it if you're not in the box or if the pitcher doesn't deliver the ball quickly enough. 
they had a game the other day. Brennan Davis was waiting on the pitcher. The pitcher wasn't on the rubber, but Brennan wasn't in the box. Both guys got docked. So all of a sudden, he steps in the box, and it's one and one. One one. Yeah. What do you mean one and one? <laughs> I haven't batted yet. Yeah, no, you weren't in the box, and he was towing the rubber. You both get docked. I don't mind it. It's a chance to speed up the game. How I about love the, it. How I about do the too. shift? I mean, the the shift part of this. It's it's looking a little weird. I, I've seen some teams employing some different strategies there. Is this going to impact the game in a big way, small way, just individual players that are you know, strictly left-handed pull hitters? How does it impact it in your mind? I think it impacts a lot because, you know, here early we're seeing balls go through the middle of the field that normally it wouldn't be that way. I think you're going to see a lot more base hits by, you mentioned, left-handed power hitters and Anthony Rizzo type. And I'm excited to see how that goes. I really am. I don't, I hate when a guy is all of a sudden he gets to the plate, he's Anthony Rizzo, and he rockets one right mm-hmm. up the middle. And guess what? Yep. There's a guy standing right there. Yep. I hate that. I do so, too. We'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. Capo, one thing that shouldn't be lost as far as the the Cubs, um, the, the people just can't get enough of this team, can they? Didn't they set an attendance record to start spring training? Just a crazy number? Yeah, they did. It's absolutely insane how people gobble up Cubs baseball. It really is. To set a, because think back, they're in the same facility they were in in 2015, 16, 17, 18, that whole run, and here they are right. doing all of you know these attendance records now. It's it's literally unbelievable. Uh, Ian Happ apparently uh, may have uh, hit a, a somewhat of a speed bump as far as the likelihood of him remaining a Cub. There was a contract signed this past week, and all of a sudden Ian Happ is you know, one of the more maybe coveted free agents of next year in what is not a good crop. What is uh, Ian Happ's uh, likelihood of staying in Chicago at that number that's being thrown out there now? Yeah, I... I don't think it's going to happen unless he's willing to take a more team-friendly deal because he wants to be here. His fiance is from Arlington Heights. He has made it known, I want to be a Cub the rest of my career. Here's where I'm going to make my life. But he also wants to get paid now. Mm-hmm. He wants to bite at the apple. And if they don't get something done by the end of spring training, then I will be surprised if he is remains a Chicago Cup. Any we'll what any White Sox news before we let you go? Uh let's see. I mean there are a lot of people that are not happy Mike Clevenger is being allowed to participate in spring training, but Clevenger is saying everything this woman alleged is erroneous. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Yep. So, you know, I, my brother's a diehard White Sox fan. Carmen DeFalco on our radio station, diehard White Sox fan. He just said I was just listening to him. He said, I hate the fact Mike Clemenger's on my favorite baseball team. Mm. So we'll see what happens there. Good stuff, Cap. Thank you. We'll speak with you next week. Safe trip home. Thank you. You got to have a great day, boys. Yep, good to talk to you. Uh, David Kaplan from Chicago, Centurion Stone of Iowa, centurionstoneofiowa.com. If you have got an interior and exterior project that involves you know, stonework, right? Natural stone, brickstone veneer, Centurion Stone is your one-stop spot, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Check them out online. They've got over 200 different color and pattern combinations. Or visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street 
in Des Moines. It is right across the street from the Animal Rescue League. Trent's Plays of the Day coming up next. Do you have something? Oh, I just... A quick note on that Clevenger thing. Yeah. So 670 to score. Cappy's mm-hmm. competitor there. Yep. They are the radio home, though, the White Sox. Yeah. They have player interviews all the time. Apparently not happening right now because Clevenger's ex-girlfriend went on the air. I heard that, yes. The White Sox are, yes. players are upset. So the team's that. not speaking. At this point. Wow. They are not going to do their weekly interview, whatever. At least right now, they're trying to work through that. Mm. A little grumbling there. And that's certainly an interesting note, I thought, on that front. Mm-hmm. You're the home radio mm-hmm. broadcast, and you have mm-hmm. those interviews. Awkward. Definitely is with Clevenger, and he says everything that she is alleging is not even close well, to the Well, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. Let the truth come out and um, see how it plays out. Uh, Trent's Plays of the Day. They are next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.0. For the year coming up. Trent Cotton here for the Urology Center of Iowa. KXNO listeners, you may remember this. I also want to mention Trent Condon. Listen to how excited Trent is to get a vasectomy. I was excited, Keith, and I'm still excited today. Why? No more this around my house. (coughs) That peace and quiet can be a part of your home as well. Call the Urology Center of Iowa today and schedule your appointment. 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. And don't forget, the big March college basketball tournament is right around the corner. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circus Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call one. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. 10 before 1, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Quick cleanup. Uh, White Sox no longer on 670. Still they awkward. Are. Yes, still uh, awkward. They still do interviews on there, but not right now. Yeah, uh, Cappy's station has them. ESPN 1000 has the White Sox. Anyways. And I also screwed up the only loss this year for Johnston early in the program. I'm, I'm struggling today. Well, I need to get a little more sleep. You've had a pretty good week, though. You know what? Yeah. We'll overlook it. Well, it wasn't good yesterday on the betting circuit. Yeah, you had your first Five and nine. struggle uh, yeah. for a while. Get well, to happen. Snap it, out of it. It's not an annuity. It is not going to be automatic wins all the time. Although I did get a kick of the dude that was getting on a plane, sitting on the tarmac, Des Moines International, before it was wheels up, had to call the station because he's flying to Orlando and uh, he'd be in the air. And, of course, his app wouldn't work. Trent, uh, is Trent available? I need his place. So I helped him out. And well, we I had, hope you helped him out. Well, we'll see. Yes. Right. We got four plays tonight in college basketball. I think you're doing the right thing. You're narrowing the scope. Narrowing the scope. Well, the team that we know well here in the state from a year ago, the Richmond Spiders. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, they lost a lot off that team. Mm-hmm. They go to St. Joe's. St. Joe's is not very good. Neither is Richmond this year. This is a spot, though. I like Richmond. They're playing for some seeding in the A-10 tournament. Going to just lay the point and a half with the Spiders. Pick number two. Vanderbilt, since Robbins has come back, pretty good. Are they? They go to Kentucky. Kentucky's also playing well. Kentucky's in the tournament, yeah. And what it looked like maybe there wouldn't be, but they're in. I'm getting 10. That's too many here. Going to grab Vandy on the road and the 10 with the Commodores. We'll stay in the LS, in the SEC. LSU playing host to Missouri. Tigers rounding back into form. Haven't been great on the road this year. 
LSU is looking like a lost season, though, for the Tigers here. We're going to lay it with Missouri tonight and wrap So you're up. taking the Tigers. We're taking the Tigers, the Mizzou Tigers, okay. in that one on the road. And wrap it up tonight. This is strictly, I do not know this team outside of numbers. And my numbers match up here. Cal Baptist. I was looking at the slate. I was wondering, I wonder if he's going to go Cal Baptist. And it's, it's also a 9 o'clock tip-off, so we'll find a stream for that one and watch it tonight. Cal Baptist lay the 10.5 with the Lancers all right, tonight all right. with my final pick. Got a little golf tomorrow. I, I told you, your guy Willie Z, mm-hmm. I am on him this week. Very much a tee to green kind of tournament. One What's thing, his price? He is 23-1. to 1. I'm on him and Homa this week to win. 22-1 to 1 for Homa. The Bay Hill course, Arnie's tournament, mm-hmm. and the guy that called in, he's heading there. Oh, he's got a suite. Gotcha. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. He's got a suite. Yeah, he's going to be in one of those overlooking, you know, the holes wow, nice. kind of things on 16. For the whole weekend, he's going for the whole tournament? I'm not sure. It might be, just be a day. I don't know if he's got, you know, tickets for every single day. But he uh, this event, and now as they've changed kind of the structure of the PGA Tour and these elevated events is what they're called, a lot more money involved in them. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the top names. And something that I'm teaching myself, stop dinking around with the long shots. These fields now are too good. This is like you like to do with horse racing, crossing people off. Mm-hmm. Same thing in these golf tournaments. So many of the top guys are playing in these elevated events. It'll be very easy just to cross a lot of people off. So I'm on Zalator's top 20 this week. JT's in my top 20. Uh, just slight plus money on them. Homa, I'll be playing them. Really the only long shot I have is Danny Willett, who's playing really well this year. Uh, him and Sam Burns. So just if you're a golf better like myself, these elevated events have kind of changed the handicapping a little bit. I like the way the PGA is doing business, Trent. I'm with you, too. All right. Well, we're, Trent won't be with us tomorrow. He will be on the air. Uh, I'll get a late start tomorrow, about 11, 15, 11, 20. Uh, Trent has semifinal girls basketball tomorrow. Johnston and uh, Centennial. Uh, that starts at 10. Uh, then you'll join me for a few minutes before mm-hmm. you hand it off to me and head over to the Bull for Dowling and Pleasant, Pleasant Valley. Valley. Uh, Murph and Andy. Six minutes away, the drive with Heather and Sean, three to six. Have a great day. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KFI.